IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Just a few days after Alex Pillow was honored at the 2021 IndyCar Victory Lap at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum on Friday night, October 1st, there was big news on the 2.5-mile oval. Two of the biggest names in racing were on the track on Wednesday, October 6th to participate in the Rookie Orientation Program for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson was in the number 48 Carvana American Legion Honda. Former Formula One veteran Romain Grosjean of France was in his new ride for 2022, the number 28 DHL Honda at Andretti Autosport. The Indianapolis 500 Rookie Orientation Program consists of three phases that each driver has to pass before they are allowed on the racetrack with the rest of the field. Phase one is 10 laps between 205 to 210 miles per hour. Phase two is 15 laps between 210 and 215 miles per hour. And the third and final phase is 15 laps at 215 plus. Rain had a major impact on ROP, which was moved up to a 10.30 a.m. Eastern time start to get the session in before heavy rain was expected. Johnson had completed six laps, and Grosjean was on his second lap when the yellow light came on for rain. The rain increased, but IMS and IndyCar officials were able to dry the race course in time to open the track shortly after 3 p.m., Both Johnson and Grosjean sailed through phase one and phase two before beginning the third and final phase. Heavy rain clouds began to move into Indianapolis. The two drivers ran out of time before the track was soaked with a downpour. It stopped raining at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, but not enough time to completely dry the track and have enough daylight to complete phase three. Grosjean was two laps short of completing all 15 laps in the third and final phase. Johnson was 10 laps short of completing phase three. By passing the first two phases, however, both drivers can complete the third and final phase of ROP with other cars on the race course as long as they maintain their prescribed speed. Once they pass the final phase, they will be cleared to run unrestricted speed and practice and qualifications for the 106th Indianapolis 500. I spoke to both drivers after they hit the racetrack on October 6th in between sessions. Here is my interview with Johnson as he talks about his first experience driving an Indy car on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Oval. It was a six-lap tease, um, but it's uh, you know it was it was nice to just kind of work into things. Um, you know, as the tires came up the temp, I could see the potential in the car. The first couple of laps, I was like, "Oh, this is this is a handful." Yeah. But as the tires you know came in, um, just trying to hit that target lap time and trying to log those laps for the rain came and it didn't work out. When did you start to feel rain? Was it in three? I never did. Um, they called the caution as I came off four. Yeah. And they had some sprinkles in two, so I I hadn't felt or seen any at the time. And like a proven veteran, as soon as that yellow light came on, you're off the throttle. You uh, they make it pretty pretty yeah. well known. You got to you got to bail. Though, so what was it like though going into turn one for the first time at speed with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, going in the right direction in an Indy car? I'm not sure I'm at speed yet, but at 208, it uh, it's still as intimidating yeah. as 
as I experienced in, in Cup. I mean, I, I think that's probably one of the most, the most intimidating corner yeah. in motorsport. And I believe me, I've been thinking about it going through there with a lift and can't imagine coming down there flat and, and running through there flat yet. Like, it still seems outside of the realm of possibility. And did you radio to your crew, you know, turn one, this is the big boy turn? It is. Um, I think it's more visually because of the grandstands. Yeah. You get a, you just understand how, how tight the corner is. Um, turn three is the same corner for all intents and purposes, but it just feels so much different. A lot of drivers say an IndyCar is built that when you're going slow, it's a handful. That it actually, the downforce comes up as the speed goes up. Right. And you didn't get a chance to necessarily experience the speed going up today. But was it a bit more of a handful of a slower speed than you would have expected? I don't know any different. So the, uh, and I keep... I hear all this. These guys are telling me the same stuff. So I'm, I'm with you. I just haven't experienced it yet. I can say the first two laps out there on cold tires were a little more sketchy than I had imagined. Yes. Uh, but then they came in, and and my mind started opening up to the idea of going faster. Um, I'll be here ready and, and wait. But, I mean, is it the uncertainty that's the hardest part for somebody in your position to uh, – I mean, you got to do it. But. No, the best thing is, honestly, I, I, I love being on track and being able to sleep on it. And you come back yeah. and all that newness is gone. So, you know, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But this rookie program really isn't about going fast. It's about logging laps and yeah. getting used to the track. So I haven't felt a lot of pressure with this test session to go fast. How about sharing it with a driver that spent so much time in Formula One like for me? Big day. Yeah. It's uh, it's a big day, and and you know, we've built a friendship over the year. And uh, I got six laps. I think he got maybe one or two. Um, so it was interesting to have him finally asking me questions. All year long, I've asked him questions. So for once, I could be helpful. And finally, when you look back at the season, how well you did the, toward the end of the year, that's got to really send you into the off season with a different attitude than if it had been an up and down year. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, the way I closed out the year is honestly how I thought it would, would have started it. Yes. Uh, but in, in the mix now, in there racing, and, and really excited for 22 and, and think that I, I can be in the thick of it. Are you pretty close to, if you check all the boxes off here, the announcing you'll run the 500? Everybody's been very kind to let me get through this test and have put pressure on me to decide. I'd imagine uh, when this, whenever this test concludes, the pressure is going to kick in because team sponsors, you know, there's a lot to get organized in a short period of time. Um, but everybody's just giving me the space to experience the rookie program, and uh, we'll get to work on it after that. And also the level of support you received, Carvana, the American Legion. I mean, you really had a lot of people that you took along for the ride this year. It's been a great ride, um, and all of our partners are – excited with whatever decision I make. I think if it's just road and street courses next year, um, you know, brought a lot to the series, showed a lot of progression and excitement for the fan base. Um, I've had an amazing time getting to learn everyone at the American Legion and at Carvana and helping them with their first year in motorsports kind of understand how to use this platform. And then if, if we do add on the 500 or more, um, I, I think those are just plus-ups that are, you know, especially the 500 would be a massive plus-up. <laughs> In a way, would it be kind of kicking this program into high gear? Yeah, it, it would be. And, um, you know, obviously I'm serious about it, and that's why these test sessions are taking place. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what the near future brings for us. Next up is Roman Grosjean, who intends to make his first Indianapolis 500 start next May at Andretti Autosport. Grosjean completed an impressive part-time rookie season with Dale Coyne racing with RWR in 2021 before making the move to Andretti Autosport. Here is my interview with Grosjean. Well, it, you know, I didn't do much. I did yeah. like a lap and a half. Yeah, exactly. But he felt okay. Uh, very smooth. Obviously, you know, you need to respect the place a lot. So yeah. I just took it carefully, but he felt it felt okay and was ready to do more. Is it almost like a tease today? Because you were going to have a day where you were going to get get out of here, run wide open, and now it looks like the weather's got other ideas. Well, we'll see. You know, the rain maybe stop. We've got to 6 p.m., and then if it's not, we try another day. So 
uh, I really want to to make it happen uh, just because then uh, you know I need to go back to Europe sort a few things out get my uh, surgery and then get ready to move houses so it'd be uh, it'd be good if you could get it done what surgery are you going to have uh, skin graft on the left hand so the first time you went into turn one here I mean because you've heard so much about turn one at Indy was it at, at the speed I was doing at the time it wasn't that bad I'm yeah. sure when you trim out and you go flat out in qualifying it's 40 miles an hour faster would be definitely a bit different. How does the joint look on the oval compared to coming the other direction going through the road course? It's better that way. Yeah. It's smoother that way, yeah, the brick on it. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the oval is the oval, and yeah. I mean, that's what kind of has made the history here. Yeah. I mean, did you feel the sense of history or anything? Or Well, since the first day I come, I yeah. came, uh, which was last year, a medical test here, and I I entered the speedway and I was just amazed by the place, the atmosphere, the energy that comes out of it. So, yeah, very, uh, very impressed with that. And um, I say I, I love the place. It's it's difficult to understand probably from Europe, uh, but when you come the first time, you do realize that. And it was the same for my wife this this summer. We came and she discovered the place and she was just amazed. So, if you could briefly describe from the time Long Beach ended. You said goodbye to Dale Coyne Racing and then you go to work at Andretti Autosport. If you could describe what that transition's been like. Well, I went home. I went home back in Europe uh, and I flew in here. You know, we've been having some good chat with, with Andretti for some time. Um, I, I know the shop. I'm very impressed with the shop. And coming in here and seeing all the boys and just been very smooth riding. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've enjoyed all my time at Dale Coyne uh, a lot. And I hope, you know, the future will be bright with Andretti. And also working with uh, James Hinchcliffe, I know that he's been on your radio, uh, kind of a liaison between you and, and, and the team. What's, what's yeah. it like having him uh, kind of help sort things That's out? super cool, you know. It's super cool that he came here and uh, yeah. took the time and gave me advice. It's, I love that about IndyCar. It's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the series. It's just because we've got a good relationship with the drivers. And then, yes, we put our helmet on and then it's racing. But uh, when we are outside the car, everyone gets on and it's it's very nice. Well, Michael says he would like to keep him as part of the team in some capacity. I mean, Chip Ganassi's had success with that, with Dario, you know, working with some of the drivers. I'm sure James wants to keep racing. But what would it be like to have a guy like that that's kind of a contemporary of many of these drivers? That well, can- it worked really well for Chip Ganassi, so yeah. you know there's definitely something here to uh, to be done. Uh, I was I was having that a little bit at Dale Coin with Jimmy Vassa yeah. being around, and uh, yeah, you know it, it's good. And today for me, it's important to have him, and it gives me advice and, and tells me what to do and what not to do. And when you think of an ROP that's got a driver that raced in Formula One as long as you did, and a seven-time NASCAR champion. It's a pretty good lineup for an ROP. It is indeed. But we don't have a yellow backhand anymore. We know more rookies. Yeah. How much did you enjoy getting the Pillay Yellow Stripe off at the end of the race? Uh, I think we went partying straight away, so I didn't do it, but. He did as soon as he did. Oh, yeah. Good on him. I I was too disappointed with the race results in Long Beach. Moving ahead, though. Andretti Autosport got all the tools you need to win races, contend for a championship. So I guess the 2022 season really begins today. Yes. And we will work hard. We'll try to do our best and see at the end what comes out. You know, it's a championship is always long and there's a lot of things that, that happens during the season. So I've got I've got the team, I've got the capacity. You know, it's just putting it all together and, and getting the best out of it and see where we are at the end. Does you believe that you will be a contender for the championship now that you're in Andretti Auto? I hope so, yes. Okay. All right. Also, did you have you moved the motor home? The motor room is in uh, Georgia at the minute. Georgia. Uh, the road is getting, yes, he's getting some time off and getting service. Team owner Michael Andretti is one of the most ambitious team owners in both IndyCar and Indy Lights. 
He is also involved in a variety of other racing series that compete around the world, including IMSA WeatherTech LMP3, Extreme E, IMSA Prototype Challenge, Formula E, and owns a 73% stake in Walkinshaw Andretti United Racing in the Virgin Australia Supercars Series. Andretti is currently negotiating to purchase a team in Formula One. Andretti was one of the most successful drivers in IndyCar history with 42 victories and the 1991 Kart Championship. I spent some time with Andretti in Gasoline Alley at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last week during the Rookie Orientation Program. Here is my interview with Andretti. Today's the day, I guess, in a lot of ways, the 2022 season really begins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It already began a while ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, this is a big test, you know, this can be first time Ramon's running here at Indy and, uh, you know, so we'll see how he goes. I think he's going to like it. The day is pretty good, so I think he's going to have a nice, easy day here weather-wise, which uh, I think will make his job a little bit easier for the first time out there. The whole point of ROP, they got to go through all these phases, but do you have time devoted at the end of the day to kind of let them open it up a little bit? Or oh, yeah, I think they want to get through the stages as quick as they can so they can get out there and start running, you know, full speed. And, you know, new beginning, especially 28 car. Uh, you know, Ryan's gone, Romain's here. I mean, in a lot of ways, that's racing. You did it in your career. You, you changed teams. You changed seats. How is that a difficult part of being a team owner, or is that just kind of one of the parts of being a team owner? You're like a football coach. How do I get the right pieces in place to win? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's tough, you know, because you develop relationships and. Uh, you know, I think me and Ryan have a great relationship. But I, I think, you know, you know, I call him a friend, and and so, you know, when when things got to change like that, it's uh, it's tough, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint. But, you know, business is business, and and we got to treat it that way. But uh, yeah, it's it's never easy when you got to part company with you know with a friend. But on the bright side, to see the way Colton finished the season, has got to give you a lot of confidence that. You know, if there's one guy that's that was able to regain the speed, pick it back up, now spread it across the rest of them. Yep. Well, he he had the speed all year. He could have won seven races, eight races yeah. this year, but he had a lot of really bad luck. So, uh, you know, he wasn't our problem. The other ones, you know, were in and out on speed. So, um, you know, hopefully we can we can bring that together more, where it's not just one car out there performing every weekend. So, uh, you know, that that's our goal uh, as a team. Did you ever figure out what the issues were for the lack of speed with the other cars? Was it mechanical? Was it aero? Was it engine? Was it... Uh, no, to be honest with you, no, I think, uh, you know, we have some ideas, but, uh, yeah, things that I don't really want to share. Um, as far as the Formula One deal, is there anything new to it? No, nothing new. Is it still a pursuit that you were chasing? I'll be pursuing it as long as I can to hopefully one day get there. You know, I'd love to love to be there. I mean, you know, but I've been doing it now for quite a few years. So, yeah. you know, things have got to come right. But, uh, yeah, I don't give up. Yeah. Well, but so how many what how many different racing series would that make for you? Uh, I don't know. Probably eight. I, th I think we're in seven right now. So it'd be eight. So, yeah, no, that'd be good. I mean, we're in the business of racing, right? So, uh, you know, for us, you know, we made a decision not to put our all our eggs in one basket, which at that time was IndyCar. So we needed to spread out. And, and uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. We performed in every category that we extended to. And so, and you know, I feel, feel that as we do that, we make ourselves stronger as overall as a company. And, uh, you know, I think it's been showing that. Speaking of IndyCar, when you see um, one of the first to come back in 02, and, uh, you know, 01, 01, 01, and, you know, slowly but surely more came back, but, I mean, admittedly, there was a lot of work to be done, and then when you see how far the sport, the 500, everything has come since then, the way I look at it, this seems to be the one series that numbers are going up. 
Well, the others are either going down or flatlining. No question about it. You know, I think in any, all sport, really, you know, ratings uh, are mainly going down where, you know, we're going up, you know. Having said that, I mean, we're starting from a further far, you know, pretty far down, but we are at least going in the right direction. There's there's a lot of excitement within the series. There's a lot of teams now. There's a lot of new cars out there. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I, if I were looking at a racing series, uh, I'd be looking at IndyCar because it's 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 going in the right direction. What do you see the biggest reason why it's going in the right direction now? I think, you know, we're finally got rid of that black cloud. And then uh, I think uh, what really started to change it was uh, the 100th anniversary of the of the race. I think that's when things really started to change. And, and I think, you know, all along I think we had the best series in terms of competition and things, but people are now finally starting to notice. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, guys like Fernando coming over here, obviously – Roman is helping. You know, we're we're getting a lot of interest outside the United States as well, which I think is giving it more credibility overall. So I think you know those all those things are adding up. Because things are so good right now, the car counts up to twenty eight cars in a lot of the races. Would you maybe say this probably isn't the right time to make a big engine change and you know maybe cost owners some big-time money and see some entries. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the only way you're going to keep the manufacturers in, though. I mean, they got to have a different challenge, and so uh, they have to continue with their plan and what they're doing with, uh, you know, with the uh, rules. So the whole idea is to try to entice another manufacturer to come in because it, there is a problem with having that many cars out there because the two manufacturers alone, it's really getting difficult for them to be able to support that. So... You know, it would be a lot easier if they could split it three ways instead of two ways. And, you know, that's hopefully we'll be able to do that. Yeah, we've been talking about pursuit of a third OEM for 10 years. Yeah. It doesn't seem to really ever develop. No, I'm hoping that, you know, the. I think one thing, you know, with the, the hybrid that they're doing, the sort of it's a sort of hybrid that I think is something that, it, you know, hopefully will entice another uh, manufacturer. Because it's got to, you got to be able to, you know, as a racing series, uh, you know, have some sort of electric element to it. So I think that uh, is hopefully going to entice a third one. Do you hear anything? I, mean, you hear I hear rumors, probably what you're hearing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I hear that there's a couple looking at it. But, you know, I'd say at this point, though, it probably wouldn't be till 24 that they would come in. And finally, when you look at what doors Ramon can open up for this series. What do you see? It's he was already very popular with the fans, you know, after the first race or two. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh I think if we can get him his first win, I think that's gonna be a very popular win. I think it's gonna help grow the series itself. Uh you know, he's he brings a lot of excitement. He drives very well on the track. He He's fun to watch, but his personality is also equally as fun outside the car. So, you know, he's one of those guys that is just, uh, you know, it's just only going to help your series. And do you think he's an example of what happens a lot in Formula One? Very talented drivers, but they're just with a car or a team that just can't do it. No question about it. I mean, you know, you can be the greatest driver of all time and if you're you know in a Haas uh you are not going to be able to show what you can do you know so yeah it's uh for sure um it's tough to show your talent in Formula One we're here everybody's basically in equal equipment and uh you know every team can be competitive so yeah it's uh it's a lot different over there if you take over a Formula One team, what is it that you think you can do to turn a team around? I don't know. I mean, I think we have a lot of things that we do here that seem to work. Uh, you know, I think any new series we've gotten into, there's things that we've been able to bring to the series, you know, and what we do. But then there's things that that series has brought to us as well. So that's where I, I say we we seem to get better every time we add something new because, you know, yeah. we, we see new ways of doing things. And, and I think when we, and, and we bring something as well because of the way we do things. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a two way street. And where do things stand at the moment with the 29? Getting close. Not there yet. 
And I noticed that, the, you know, James is out here helping out. And, I mean, is there a role for him moving forward in some capacity? I'd like to keep James involved with the team in some way, yeah. I mean, I love James. He's a great guy, great friend. He's a great personality, and he's just a type of guy you want to, you know, not let let go. Keep him, you know, put him, put him in the Indy 500? I mean, would that be a possibility? Or? It's possible, yeah. You know, we're working but, on all you know, kinds of things. You look at James kind of the way that Chip and Dario have kind of had that. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Driver James Hinchcliffe will likely not be back in the number 29 Honda at Andretti Autosport in 2022. But the popular driver from Canada remains the ultimate team player. He was on the radio working with Grosjean at last week's ROP at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hinchcliffe remains optimistic that he has several options for 2022, but would not reveal what those options are. They range from sports car racing to part-time status in IndyCar to working in the TV booth as an analyst or remaining at Andretti Autosport as a driver, coach, and consultant. Here is my interview with Hinchcliffe from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You're here helping Ramon, and I asked Michael. Michael said he'd like to keep you as part of the program here. So where do things kind of stand a little bit with your future? Uh, I mean, that's a... (laughs) <laughs> that's a long, complicated answer. Yeah. Um, there's, there's still a lot to sort out for my future. I think there's uh, some cool opportunities on the horizon. Uh, nothing, obviously, we can discuss at this point. But, yeah, certainly staying involved with the organization is uh, is a big goal and something that would be, I think, mutually beneficial. Driver coach, do you feel comfortable with something like that? I mean, Dario's done a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, think, I don't think I'd ever uh, define... I'd never put myself in a, in a role with that definition necessarily, yeah. but uh, you know, I think there's certainly some things that we could do working working forward together, and uh, yeah, and, and who knows what opportunities can come up. And obviously, as well as you've done on TV, there's that opportunity. I know that's one you'd like to do someday, but you've always said after your. I got more racing to do before that. So yeah, exactly. So again, it's it's kind of weighing out all the options and opportunities, and then trying to make those decisions on uh, on what makes the most sense for the future, not just short term, but also long term. Yeah. So what kind of wisdom can you impart on Ramon here 
and an ROP? Well, you know, I've got a, a few thousand laps around this place at this point, and so it's, uh, you know, he did a great job at Gateway, so it, it's not like it's his first oval, so that's nice, but definitely his, his first super speedway, and dealing with the car at, at these speeds with this aero kit, um, a little different than the than obviously what you run at Gateway, so just trying to, you know, give him some pointers for uh, the same kind of thing that Al Jr. told me when I first came yeah. to this place, and uh, everyone, you know, tries to pass on to people that are uh, turning their first laps. It's uh, it's unfortunate about the weather. I know he was really anxious to get out there and get going, but he's a natural. He's a great talent. He's going to do just fine. There's so much risk here that I think it's very important that drivers protect each other in, in a way. It's like you said, the way Al Jr. talked to you, and now you're telling him. What does that say about the sport, that it's a situation where you may be seeing a guy on the team that you drove for? I mean, a lot of guys would say, well, I'm busy that day. You don't really, but you jump right in and say, yeah, let's. Let's help. I look. This, this is this is still my team. I'm still technically <laughs> technically yeah. employed here at the moment. Still family, still family. and uh, and yeah. I mean, look. I I'm I'm always happy to help someone coming out here for the first time because it is a big scary place in a lot of ways. Yeah. But uh, you know, this this team's obviously brought a lot of drivers up uh, to their first 500 and um, you know the first laps around here. And there's a nice program for it and a protocol for it. And so we're just trying to get Roman through that. And hopefully the weather clears up and we can do that. Who was in your ROP? Uh, well, it would have been like Hildebrand was there. Uh, are you talking drivers? Yeah, I mean, Hildebrand, Kimball, maybe Bia. She may have been there that year, I think. Uh, I want to say James Jakes was my year. Yeah, I remember it was a big rookie class that year. I'm sure there's some others that I'm missing, but, uh, yeah, it was a big class. And now you've got a rookie class that's got this longtime Formula One veteran and a seven-time NASCAR champion. I mean, isn't that kind of wild? Well, I mean, look, we've had, uh, you know, Jacques Villeneuve came out here a few years ago as a former winner and a former champion and had to redo it all over again. And even even last year, you know, Montoya, Elio, and I all had to do the refresher course in 2020 and uh and what was so funny man is you know all the combined experience obviously them much more than me but uh we got together afterwards like man that was harder than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) trying to drive slow here can actually be more of a challenge and going flat out well i asked jimmy that and he said the problem is i haven't gone fast yet." right yes (laughs) so i don't really know he'll he'll be a lot more comfortable when they let him you know open it up and putting yourself in their position to have a day like this happen. I mean, isn't it like one giant tease? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I could see, you know, how excited Roman was to get out there, and he literally did one lap before the rain came out. So it's uh, it's definitely something that he's anxious to get going on, and uh, and I think any driver would when you have the opportunity to be sat in the race car and be out on track for all of thirty seconds before they call it is uh, yeah, it's definitely a bit of a tease. Yeah. All right. This week's feature interview is with 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Palou, who made a road trip to Charlotte Motor Speedway on Sunday, October 10, to watch the NASCAR race on the famed Roval. In addition to checking out NASCAR and its far different style of racing, Palou also met the King, Richard Petty, and James Bond 007, actor Daniel Craig, who is the honorary starter for the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Here is my exclusive interview with Palou from the NASCAR race at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Joining us on Pit Pass now is a guy who's been on the show about the last five straight weeks. It's the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion, Alex Pillow. Alex, we're at a NASCAR race. We're at Charlotte Motor Speedway. How did this happen? Um, I needed some racing, right? And we don't have any racing in IndyCar side. So, um, yeah, I just convinced somehow my girlfriend to come here to NASCAR, convinced my boss. And here we are. Just um, It's going to be my first NASCAR race as a fan. And I'm just going to enjoy. And, and just, yeah, here I am, 10 a.m. Um, I arrived really early this morning and I just wanted to see the tech, how this championship works. Not only is it your first NASCAR race as a fan, but it's a unique one because it's on the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval, which incorporates an infield road course with the 1.5-mile oval. 
What do you think of that concept? I think it's amazing. So I, I've been able to, to do some laps on the simulator uh, with an IndyCar, and I think it's an amazing track. Um, I think we, it would be amazing to have that in our calendar, but I think it's, it's good. You have um, uh, the two worlds, the oval world and, and the road course, and I think it's, it, it just gives an amazing show to, to the fans. Do you think this track would be long enough as far as road courses go for an IndyCar race? Um, so yesterday I was looking at the onboard from Joseph. I don't know, was it last year that he did some laps with an IndyCar? A couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, I think it's short, but I think we would still be able to, to put on uh, a great show just because you have so many overtaking spots and, and it's fast, but you have really high, um, high braking zone. So I think it would be enough for, for us. And, and I mean, we are in the car, so we can race everywhere. <laughs> It might be short as far as road courses go, but with some of the street races that IndyCar runs on, those are short courses also. So do you think this would be race more like a street course race or a road course race? Well, and actually with um, there's not much runoff here, so it, it will be, yeah, uh, a hybrid between a road course and a street course. But I think it would be lots of passing, lots of overtakes with having those uh, those long straights and those um, those chicanes. I think it would be it was just insane to, to to drive and race here. Your guest of team owner Chip Ganassi, your IndyCar team owner, who also owns the NASCAR Cup Series team. This is his last year in NASCAR. He sold the operation over to Trackhouse Racing beginning next year. So in a lot of ways, how lucky do you feel you are that you're getting a chance to experience this while Chip is still part of NASCAR? Well, that's that's why I'm here, right? Just because I have the opportunity to be uh, inside the trailers with the drivers, with the engineers, with the mechanics, and just to see the operations from inside, not only from outside. So um, it, it's an opportunity I couldn't miss. Um, and it's an opportunity I think not everybody has. So um, yeah, it's great. It's a great team. Um, and we're going to cheer today for the number one and the 42. And hopefully we can get a win for, for our boss. What is the closest type of race car you've ever been in that is close to an NASCAR stock car? I think there's nothing close to an NASCAR stock car. Um, I mean, the only roof, uh, the, the car with the roof I drove uh, was a GT3 car, but um, it's very, very different to an NASCAR. Uh, I was this morning at the shop and, and seeing the inside from the car and, and also all the mechanical stuff from the car, and there's nothing like a, like a stock car. Of course, you'll be asked several times today if you ever want to try an NASCAR race, what's your answer going to be? Of course. <laughs> I'm a racing driver, so yeah, I like to, to drive cars. Um, I would like and love to test a car, um, not to race it. I, I love to race uh, single-seaters. I love to race uh, any car, but, uh, and I think it's a completely different world what they do here and what I do in IndyCar. So I would love to drive it and test it just to know how they feel, how it handles. Um, I would love to feel how it feels to brake, to have a braking zone that is like four times uh, more than an IndyCar. Um, I don't know what's that, like braking for that long and, and trying to manage a car for that long. But um, yeah, it would be, would be amazing to, to give it a shot. Uh, one day and, and give, I don't know, two or three laps on one. You know who used to figuratively own this track, don't you? Jimmy Johnson. Oh. In fact, it used to be called Lowe's Motor Speedway, which was his NASCAR sponsor all those years. So now that Jimmy is your teammate over in IndyCar, did you talk to him a little bit about your little trip down here and what to expect? Yeah, of course I did. I did talk to him. Um, he's not going to be here, unfortunately, but um, yeah, I talked to him. I, I think since um, since I met him this year, I was like, oh, I need to, to see how's that NASCAR world that uh, obviously he's, he's the one, right? Um, so yeah, um, he knows. I, I was really excited this year to share teams with him and to know a bit more about uh, the NASCAR world and, and how this this thing works. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson, he went through ROP at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last Wednesday. Didn't quite get all the way through it before the rain came and dampened uh, the, the track. Still got 10 laps to finish, but for the most part, he'll be able to take care of that in April's open practice. What did you think of his open test? Did you have a chance to really get some feedback from him or from the team? Yeah, I did talk to him. I was not able to be there. I was at, uh, at the simulator. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's a shame that 
Um, we don't have much testing nowadays, and, and the ROP test, you only do it once. Uh, well, they will do it twice, um, but uh, you only have that day once, and, and you want to have a clean day, and you want to have lots of laps and lots of time to, to get up to speed, because it's it's... Uh, we're going really fast on, on those cars on that track. So um, he, he, I think they are just 10 laps or five laps short and, and, and he loved it. He, he said it's amazing, the speed and, and the differences he felt on an NASCAR Cup uh, there and, and the Indy car that it's, uh, it's so fast. So I think he's, he's, he's going to love it when he has the chance to, to finish the phase three, which is the one that you really push in. I think we have a pretty good indication of which way he's leaning toward running the Indy 500 or not. I'm pushing for I'm pushing for a yes. Um, I'm texting him. I'm I'm telling all the good stuff about it. But um, yeah, he he never said yes. He never said no. So um, I'll keep trying. I want him to to be my teammate there. Well, I'm not sure about that. Like he's he's. I don't want to have another competitor, right? So um, he's. I know that if he does it one day, he's going to be amazing. Um, that's the things that he know about a lot, the oval racing, and I think he would be amazing. He's amazing on the simulator. Um, I did some races with him and on iRacing, and I think he would do the same or even better on the real track. I think he's probably leaning toward a yes himself. Another driver that did ROP that day in the number 28 DHL Honda at Andretti Autosport is Roman Grosjean. What do you think that combination is going to be like? That's usually been a pretty potent race car, especially at the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, I think I think that's great. Um, I mean, for me, it was super special to see Hunt Ray uh, on that car and compete against him. I think he's been a great, great driver for, for that car. Um, and I don't know when I was at home being a kid and seeing that uh, that that car with with Hunt Ray driving it was super special. But um, I think it's it's also gonna be really good with Roman there. Uh, he did a really good year this year. He's gonna have uh, a good team around and good teammates. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, so many uh, fast drivers on that team. But um, I think that's uh, how the series is nowadays. Uh, super competitive. The weekend started out for you at a concert. Yeah, <laughs> my first concert yesterday. <laughs> yeah, how did that happen and who was it? Um, so, yeah, we, it was, I'd never been on a concert, so I was telling to the people, like, yeah, when people would ask me if, uh, uh, what was the best concert I've been, I was like, oh, I've never been in one. So uh, there was the opportunity to go to the People concert last night uh, here at Charlotte, and it was, it was quite fun. Uh, I didn't end up. Uh, going out too late just because I had to be around here um, but it was super fun good experience and yeah I had, I had a good time as far as the entertainment goes he's Mr. Worldwide yeah. so you know what did you think of the show <laughs> it was a great show to be honest so um, I thought I was not going to know a lot of songs but it was quite fun and he's really entertaining uh, up there um, he was talking a lot as well as as far as singing and, and dancing so it was it was a fun day so far going through the NASCAR garage area have you been recognized yet or have met very many people yeah you I know, did. know that you're an IndyCar champion yeah I did more than I thought uh, which is is good I think it's part of, of uh, now being being a champion right so it's it's amazing um i cannot still really believe it 100 percent, but i'm super super happy and and happy to be here now and and enjoying an oscar race we checked in with you last week about how your championship celebration was going that was at the indycar victory lap what else have you done since that time to celebrate the title Oh man, lots of stuff, lots of stuff, uh, lots of fried chicken um, here and there, uh, alone with friends, uh, with the team, with the media. Um, I did some celebrations with the team as well, um, which was really good for me. Um, I think it's obviously all the results we got uh, this year was together, but the, the 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 job they did all year was tremendous. So um, lots of interviews. I don't know how many interviews I did, but uh, lots of them. And and I'm super happy and and super proud of the situation we're in and just enjoying myself. Yeah, I, it's been great. I've been really happy um, talking to my family as well, uh, sharing memories with them. And yeah, hopefully I can get back home uh, for Christmas or something and celebrate with them. Now, if you have too much fried chicken, they're going to have to put you on a diet. Is that something you're concerned about? <laughs> um, I'm, 
I was concerned last week when I did have fried chicken for every day uh, for a week or even more. Um, but I'm good. I'm back to work, working out every day. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too concerned. I think my engineer, Julian, is a bit concerned, but um, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back on track for February. You brought up a really good point about how IndyCar testing is so limited. So as we sit here in October, middle of October, what are your plans for the rest of the 2021 calendar year? And when will you be able to get back in to an IndyCar? So I'm really lucky that I get to test uh, an IndyCar next week at uh, Mid-Ohio for Firestone test. Um, I know it's only two drivers that uh, are going to be lucky enough uh, to do that. And it's us and uh, New Garden. Um, but then I think we're not going to be able to test until next year just because we don't have days. Uh, it would be nice to have more days and test, but we don't have enough days. So um, we don't have the uh, test schedule yet uh, defined. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be around here um, until, I guess, November or so. Um, before going back to Spain for a couple of weeks. And, and I'll be, yeah, just trying to prepare myself uh, together with the team for, for next year. One thing I wanted to ask you, comparing an IndyCar with a NASCAR stock car, is have you ever seen a race car as big as a NASCAR stock car, especially with all the cross beams that go through it? No, I, I think it's it's huge. And, and I was able to see from inside and the parts of the car today at the shop and it's it's mind-blowing like it's it's a really big car um but i think that's what makes uh, nascar uh so so amazing on track um lots of weight lots of power and difficult to handle for the drivers we didn't have too many off seasons in indycar but when there was do you normally watch nascar on tv yes and also during this year um, and last year also, but this year I think a bit more. I was uh, I was following quite a lot uh, these guys uh, and cheering for them. Um, so yeah, I watch quite a lot of races. Um, I know they are a bit longer than IndyCar. They they get they can get really really long. Um, but that's that's a good thing, and and it's I I love it. I enjoy it. And as far as yourself being the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion, it's has special meaning in a double way for you because NTT Data was your sponsor. They also sponsored the series. So how how much pride do you feel and how much of a responsibility do you feel to represent the series as the champion? Um, as a champion, not much. I think the work, uh, it's, it's uh, not only mine, it's uh, from all the drivers in the field. Um, we all have the same responsibility to, to, I don't know, share what the IndyCar is all about uh, all around the world. And I think we all try and do the best. Um, but yeah, being a champion, it's just that, um, yeah, I get recognized a bit more than I used to. Um, I'm a bit happier than normal. And, and that's it. I'm not, it didn't change much. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to next year, try and repeat what we just did this year. And how does it feel to be the face of IndyCar, at least through the offseason? That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, everybody's trying to beat us now, right? So um, we are in the best position now. That doesn't mean that we can relax at all. Uh, the opposite. I think everybody's been working really, really hard to try and beat us. Um, but um, yeah, I'm feeling super comfortable and super uh, confident for, for next year just because I'm going to have more, more experience. Um, I know that we have lots of places where we need to improve and I know those, those points. Um, I didn't know uh, last year, but I know for, for next year. So yeah, looking forward to it. What is the one thing that Chip Ganassi said to you after you won the championship that stands out of all the congratulations? I mean, yeah. it can be an anecdote, a uh, funny story, anything like that. Well, he was like, he, he looked at me and he said, oh, wow, you did it. And I was like, no, Chip, we did it. So I think it was a team effort. Um, he had lots of trust on me and lots of confidence. And, and I guess... If you would have asked everybody on the paddock um, about his decision on, on giving us the number 10 before the season started, 
probably nobody thought that we were going to be able to fight for the championship or win it. So um, he was confident on me. He gave me the tools I needed. He gave me the confidence I needed from him. And he he allowed me to do it. So, yeah, it's it's amazing for me to give back uh, all the confidence he gave me. Are you going to sit on top of the pit box today? I have no idea yet, actually, but I'm going to ask for it. Um, and probably, yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll be able to. And if you do, are you going to be tempted to call some race strategy? That would be amazing. Imagine that, like, <laughs> go, go now, or I don't know, just beat this up. No, no, that would be a mess. Um, I'll, I'll just be a fan today and and that's it enjoy the racing and finally do you feel the sense of nascar's history when you walked into this place at charlotte motor speedway yes yes i do and i think it's super special tomorrow i'm going to the nascar hall of fame um which i think i'm gonna get more of 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 this world to be honest i don't know too much about it i'm I'm IndyCar. I'm an IndyCar guy, um, but yeah, you can feel it, and I think the atmosphere is is very nice. And I'm sure, I'm quite sure that before the end of your trip to Charlotte, somebody will get you some Bojangles fried chicken. Oh yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. We don't have that in Indy, and I'm not gonna go back to Indy without Bojangles. Don't worry. <laughs> Alex Below, the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion. Enjoy the championship. Enjoy all that comes with it. And once again, thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy. It's my pleasure, you know. Thank you so much for having me. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion and current IndyCar driver Jimmy Johnson, former Formula One veteran and IndyCar driver Ramon Grosjean, IndyCar team owner Michael Andretti, IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe, and 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion Alex Polo of Chip Ganassi Racing for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. The season may be over and the championship decided, but Pit Pass Indy will continue to race forward in the offseason with more in-depth interviews featuring the biggest names in the NTT IndyCar Series. So please be sure to continue to tune in to Pit Pass Indy. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.